Thanks for making us part of your day. I'm Disa, as ever with Yazzie, and we're just a blur couple, navigating our way through all these geek fandoms and uniting them for your consumption. Okay, Yaz, what news do you have for us? So, the first piece of news that we have for you today happens to be one that I kind of hold close to my heart. So you remember a couple years ago they did a reboot of Ghostbusters but an all-female cast. As great as that was as a female empowerment moment, it really wasn't what we wanted. It kind of flopped in our eyes. So, turns out that Ghostbusters 3 is actually still being written it is alive and well and they're trying to push it so Dan Aykroyd has come out saying that he isn't giving up on it he wants to make sure it happens and he's like it needs to happen however chances are it's gonna just be Dan Aykroyd and um no no Bill Murray unfortunately at least that's, that's what it's seeming like right now because Bill Murray has already apparently said that he's not doing it that he could care less about it kind of thing so everyone's kind of like ooh but is there a way to get Bill Murray back apparently though the original idea for Ghostbusters 3 was to have um, Bill Murray's character die early in the in the movie. That way, the son he had with um, Sigourney Weaver's character—I forget their character, their actual character names—but apparently, they were supposed to have a child, and that child was supposed to take over the whole Ghostbusting business. And from there, Bill Murray's character was supposed to be a ghost throughout the movie. And that's how they were supposed to continue everything. And this was all before Harold Ramis passed away. Now, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. 
but I'm looking forward to it actually being a thing, especially with the animated series being done, sorry, not series, movie being done by Sony Pictures. So that is something to look forward to. I'm excited. What about you? By now, you've definitely heard about the new console that Sony is trying to put out, the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 4 came out in November 2016, I think it was. But now Sony is like, you know what? I think the world is ready for a PlayStation 5. Now, from what I've seen, this thing looks amazing. It looks hella sleek. It looks so fashionable. Hell, I even want one and I'm not a big gamer. It looks amazing. And the graphics that we could be getting off of this are 4K HDR quality that run a speed of 60 FPS or higher. Like, that is insane. I don't know what that even really means, to be honest. I'm like, these things look amazing. Like, imagine playing GTA 5, one of the few games that I actually have played in my entire life on a 4k hdr graphics you know movement and 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 my like when i saw this video of what we could be getting out of this my initial reaction was holy shit xbox needs to be shit scared because sony ain't playing no more sony has come to dominate Sony is coming to put a stamp right back onto gaming consoles and be like, we own this bitch. Now what? I am excited. I can't wait to see what games will look like on it. Apparently it's going to be like the most powerful console released by the time it actually comes out. I want to know how excited you guys are because I know I'm hella excited. I'm more than excited. I don't even play games like that. I want one. Like this is probably the one console I'm going to probably cry and beg my parents for and then save every little penny I can find to try and get one. It looks amazing. It looks magical. the design of the entire thing is is to me out of this world better than it sort of has a og feel to it while still having having the modern look at the same time like the controller has a fingerprint reader and a digital screen that you can use like what is technology doing to us i love what sony has has said they're gonna offer us i just hope they actually deliver with more than what we expect that's all i'm asking for let's do it sony okay so the only bit of news that i want to cover is this rumor that ultron might still exist yes you heard that right ultron might still exist in the mcu This rumor stems from the Prelude comic that Marvel have just released. That is MCU-based. It is a Prelude-based, it's a Prelude comic to Captain Marvel, which of course comes out next year 
March, I believe. And what it shows is the event of Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. In the comic, what happens is that one of Ultron's uh, bodies, as you remember, Vision was killed, Ultron's main body, but one of the other bodies that Ultron can kept flick, flicking in between went to uh, went to the helicarrier. It crash landed on the helicarrier, and it shows Maria Hill and Nick Fury stabbing it through the head with a piece of scrap metal. But here's the thing that's interesting about that. After that, they they do that, the eyes flicker which might indicate that Ultron played possum because he knew he was going to get defeated and might have decided, I'm going to bide my time on this one. Who knows? It's not the first time that the MCU has hinted at things in the comic book that end up happening in the movies. For instance, Captain America, the, in, the, uh, in, the pre in one of the preludes, it shows Captain America, uh, the fight between Captain America and red skull in the comic book red skull is shown to be being jettisoned almost being lifted out of the ship that they fought on at the end of uh, captain america the first avenger but in the movie it looked as though he was destroyed so who knows what's going to happen i know that i'm keen i'd be rather interested in seeing ultron back in the mcu okay so as a fan of a wonderfully delicious man named Johnny Depp and a fan of his amazing fun time drunk pirate Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean I'm a little torn about this one now I say this because apparently Disney wants to reboot the entire movie but instead of having Johnny Depp's character Jack Sparrow in it they are changing it to a female pirate named Red. Apparently Red is already in um, all the Disneyland, Disney World um, theme park, whatchamacallums. All, all their theme parks actually yeah apparently she's a character they've really put out there now it's it's not a definite thing at the moment but it is something that people have said it's something that they could see Disney actually do I I'm a little worried however I am slightly hopeful only based on the fact that Deadpool's writers, um, Rhett Reese, I'm not sure if I'm saying the first name right, and Paul um, Wernick are going to be the writers for the new Pirates of the Caribbean. So that could make the entire thing more exciting, more fresh, more different, and it could allow us to not worry so much about it being a female pirate. Now, um, hmm. my biggest worry is 
we're tired of Pirates of the Caribbean by now. I know I definitely am, and I loved every single one. But I'm tired of watching them now. I'm, I'm tired of, of seeing them happen. I kind of thought that the last one was going to be the last one. It almost feels like a um, Transformers situation slash a Fast and the Furious situation where they just keep making them. Yet people are kind of like, yeah, no, I think you're done with the last one. You don't need to make a new one. Why do you keep making a new one? The last one was was more than enough. We don't need any more now. Can you just stop making them now? Other people are gonna say that it was that you know Pirates of the Caribbean is trash. I don't think it is, but I am getting weary of them continuously making the movie. So I think it's time to put this movie to bed. I think they need to scrap this whole idea of doing a whole new one with a female pirate. As well as the fact that it feels like they're pandering to women again. Like Hollywood, stop pandering to women. We get it. We're trying to push women in more forefront roles. But stop. You're you're looking like fools now. You're just getting annoying now. Just stop. Veronica Mars is coming back. I know I absolutely loved the original show. And I'm so excited that it's actually coming back. Looks like Hulu is picking it up. Which means that if you don't have a Hulu account, get yourself one right now. If you were ever a Veronica Mars fan, if you watched all the series and you watched the movie, get it like ASAP. But the most exciting part, personally for me, is that J.K. Simmons has joined the cast. I am stoked about that one. As we know, J.K. Simmons has played Whiplash in Spider-Man. And he's apparently going to have a recurring role as a badass criminal character named Clyde Prickett. Who is an ex-con who served like 10 years at a racketeering and smart enough to be the first guy in Chino to offer protection to Nick Chino's richest real estate developer. Now, I recently, oh gosh, I can't remember this. Oh my god, why can't I remember this now? But recently, I was um, watching the most recent series that he was in. Oh boy, why am I drawing a complete blank on what that series was called? It was to do with him being in another a doppelganger sort of dimension thing it was really cool i thought like i really enjoyed that i thought that was like the perfect thing for him to be in because he played two versions of himself that i honestly believe could be him in real life and that to me alone was the coolest thing i'd ever seen so that makes me wonder not wonder but that makes me excited to see him play the sort of good guy bad guy kind of feel because i think he does that so well he he has this face of your favorite grandpa but you know he's also a bad man like he will whoop some ass kind of he has this look to him and you know he he 
he has you know you know what i'm not gonna say it i'm that's a little too crude i should not be thinking things like that bad y'all bad yazi terrible 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 but i'm excited to see him in the new veronica mars series that's gonna be on hulu so if you don't have hulu get it asap because once it comes out a lot of people might be talking about this one this might be one of the very few reboots revivals that actually last past the first new season let's keep our fingers crossed on this one there you have it that's the news If you've been listening to this podcast in any way, shape, or form, I'm pretty sure you know by now that I think Black Lightning is probably the best bit of black superhero television there is to be found right now. I think that it's slightly more successful at the things that it tries to do versus Luke Cage. I think that it is less clunky. I think that it presents black people in a more normal light not positive not negative just normal they are normal people who have who have different sort of aims desires and they're less caricatures of themselves i mean there are caricatures of normal teenagers but they're normal teenagers who happen to be black they're normal uh school it's a normal it's, it's a normal young adult woman who happens to be black black they're not they're not black people who were trying to like figure out, you know, let's just try to make them something that they're not. I think that that's one of the major successes of Black Lightning versus Luke Cage, which I felt, which I always felt was just kind of like, yeah, you know, the last couple, three episodes or so of the second season was kind of meh. I didn't dislike Luke Cage at all. I just, I kind of just couldn't get in, fall in love with the last couple episodes. And it kind of left me feeling like, I could kind of take it or leave it with Luke Cage. I mean, I'll, I'll, one of those, like, I need to get interested again in Luke Cage. And so when it was canceled, I was, I was sad for it, but not surprised. Anyway, we are not here to talk about Luke Cage. We're here to talk about Black Lightning. Uh, we haven't talked about Black Lightning for a while, so I just wanted to check back in on it and to let you know that I have been watching it. But, you know, with week-to-week shows, it's kind of, I don't know, not, not a lot happens with week-to-week shows. So I didn't want to check back in until we have some action. Um, and let me tell you, this last episode of Black Lightning is one of the better ones. Um, where we f- leave, where we start the episode, sorry, where we start the episode is with Gamby getting attacked by some men in a, in a truck. And for lack of a better expression, it was a straight like they they stole this straight out of captain america uh the winter soldier they stole it right out of that it was that whole nick fury scene in the car and you know you even get the it's 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 a black s gamby's in a black suv and he gets shot at and he's and then all of a sudden we hear a computer voice going hull integrity at 72 percent and i'm just like wait that's straight out of Civil War, sorry, Winter Soldier, straight out of it, and which is inter- which is which is fair because you know Gamby sort of plays a similar role to Nick Fury in this 
particular uh, comic book vision. Um, and then we see his car flip over as a result of the damage that the car took during this firefight on the open road. Um, nobody saw him get out. Nobody, they haven't identified the body. Um, the news is delivered to Jefferson Pierce, and he, you know, he takes it well at first. Uh, but everybody else is hearing the news, and they're just like, oh, my God. Jesus Christ, he's dead. Gamby's dead. Everyone's crying, and it becomes a very emotional thing. But Jeff Jefferson just sort of takes it on the chin. He's kind of like, cool. And I doubt it. I don't think the guy's dead. This guy had pl backup plans on top of Blacker. He had backup plans for his backup plans. So I don't think he's dead. I'm not going to buy it until I actually see a body, which I kind of agree with. Like, if I'm low-key being honest... I don't believe anybody is dead in a comic book thing unless, of course, I literally see them choke out the blood, their eyes tilt their head to the left, eyes go glassy, and they stop breathing, and you see, like, a guy put a finger to the neck and go, uh-uh, this one's not. Sees he's gone. I don't believe it until then. That is the only kind of comic book death that I believe. Like, for instance... I mean, but even then, it's not even certain, right? It's not even certain. The guys might not actually be dead. They can always bring them back. Um, like we saw that with Coulson in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, he died in Avengers. He literally did everything I said. He just tilted his head to the left and said, uh, I'm gone. Come on, sir. I'm, I'm dead. And then what, we get six seasons of, uh, a seventh season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is confirmed with the same cast. So uh, I don't, even then, it's not over. But here with Gamby, it is less, the burden of proof that he is dead has not been passed for me at all. I think Gamby's still alive, <laughs> so I'm with Jeff's initial reaction. I didn't even get phase at it, but I was surprised with some of the more emotional bits that happened in this episode. I mean, Jefferson is, eventually takes the news and we see him crack, man. We see the first cracks um, real emotional cracks in Jefferson Pierce and I gotta tell you I, I just the level of acting that I see out of this show is it's something that is is generally speaking unmatched in on all the other CW shows I think that Arrow is, continues to be the best CW show I don't watch Supergirl anymore I don't watch Flash anymore Flash not because I, not because I don't think it's well acted. I just think that it's repetitive as fuck. I think that it just goes round and round in circles, and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. It, it, it felt like I was I was in a NASCAR, you know, just going round and round. The only thing that's going up is the season number and the episode number, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm doing the same thing I did last time. Every single episode felt like the same thing I'm doing last time. Every season feels like we did this before, haven't we? Are we repeating ourselves? So I, I stopped watching that. Supergirl, I stopped watching for a completely different reason. I just thought it's bad. I just don't think it's very good. I just, I never really bought it. That's all. Um, and Legends of Tomorrow, I mean, that show is trash. Like, I don't, nothing is saving that show. Nothing. They just need to give it its own time slot if they're going to continue doing it. They need to 
they need to bring all DC need to just take the movie characters and bring them into TV pay them all the monies and that's the only way to save the legends of tomorrow I do not these these are these are not even small screen actors they're bad actors and the, the actors I don't want to see anymore or I don't want to see them in these roles any longer I so I, I stopped watching that after season two actually I watched all of season two and it was terrible so I, I refuse to watch it now anyway back to Black Lightning um, so this episode of Black Lightning, if you haven't seen it, it's it's just really, really good. I am continuing to be amazed by the level of acting that I see in it. Um, I see... What more is there to be said about Tobias Whale? This guy who plays Tobias Whale... I'm forgetting his name. I'm drawing a blank right now. I mean, he's, he's legit, man. He's the real deal legit. I think that he's a guy who, man, I, he's a villain that like, you kind of want to see for the next three seasons, continue to be a presence. He's, He's one of those rare, rare villains that you just, you love how they're played so much that you want them to be written as a core component of the show. I never even knew anything about Tobias Whale from the comics. And then I'm watching this. I'm like, Christ, I need to get some Black Lightning comics. I mean, they they have made a B-list character, a B-list superhero, and a C-list a C-list villain feel like near near A-list, which is a hell of an achievement. I didn't care about Black Lightning at all until I saw the TV show. And Tobias Whale in particular looks he looks the real deal. You know, he looks he looks the part. I'm I'm really, really enjoying him and he's continued his is being tortured by by the death of his number two is is interesting to watch. You you wouldn't have thought he has emotional ties to anybody, but you see that the emotional ties he does have are deeper than you might have even imagined. And I really, really dig that shit, man. I dig it. I'm watching this thing and I, I'm really curious as to where it goes next because, man, if they, if they continue going like this, man, this, is a, this, is, this has five, six seasons written all over it. I think they will need to start wrapping up pretty soon, but they are already opening up avenues for a whole other season. Um, the season finishes with Thunder, uh, played by Nafisa Williams. Nafisa? I think I'm, I'm saying that right. Yeah, Thunder goes off and finds some new stuff. It looks like some that she has a guy come come into the hospital she works at now, and he comes in there and he's bleeding from the face. It looks like he has cuts, and then he collapses and dies. But then we see some silver goop leaking out of his face afterwards. She picks it up and we find out later that he's from South Freeland, and she's playing a bigger and bigger part in the show. Um, Sorry, uh, I think that Nafisa over there acts her part like she is so legit. She is so legit. I, I, I'm, I'm loving her. I'm loving her take on this lesbian character. I think that black lesbians are already a minority. And black lesbians are a minority in a minority. You know, uh, or, and they certainly didn't play that way on television. But Nafisa is, you forget that she's a lesbian. You forget her sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. 
it just doesn't plain and simple doesn't matter on the show until you she she's playing doing a romantic sequence and she's opposite another woman and it's not creepy at all it is not one of those like lust fests that you know men you you're likely to see on pornhub or anything it's just this is a real relationship this is a real woman who is having trouble connecting with other people who it has relationship trouble this and that's all it is and i love the take they're having on it it's it's like any other relationship you see and that's brilliant i love that i love what they're doing with it i love that relationship i continue to love near everything about this show um the only sour spot that i get is jefferson pierce's wife i i'm just still not 100% sold on her i think she's a necessary component of the show and i think that she's leading us to something else a new story arc leading us through a story arc right now painfully slowly but soon maybe maybe we're going to get somewhere with that storyline and i'm excited to see where that might go but at present it's kind of slow and boring and i just it kind of like i roll my eyes every single time it comes on anyway that's where we are with black lightning i'm loving where i'm at right now so far so good this season so far is hovering from me at a steady 7 to 7.5 it is it's worth telling somebody about it really is it's it's worth telling somebody about it's worth you know you know i i got I, i it's one of those seasons where i'm i'm going to be like if i have friends over i'm going to be like look look wait 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 i guys i got to i got to i got to watch this uh, black lightning show while they're here and they're they're going to end up liking it i feel confident enough to play it in front of my friends that's how much i like this season so anyway you guys tell us what you think of black lightning's new season and if you have any comments at all drop us a line so a couple of weeks ago this new show popped up on my um on my on my radar of shows to watch called uh tell me a story now while i am a fan of genre shows uh like horror genre shows horror thriller type genre shows uh this one this this one this one really piqued my fancy when i read the description about it and the description was something about um how it blends traditional well-known fairy tales into a modern setting and 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 gives them our gives them an interesting take now that was That was interesting. I was like, wait, you you tell me you're going to combine fairy tales with the horror thriller genre. That's what you're going to Okay, you have my attention. You have my attention, you know what I mean? Like this was this was interesting to me. But then I read who did it because that's also important to me. You know, there's certain guys who you trust more than others to make a movie. You know, there's There's guys like say Steven Spielberg. I he has my trust. He has my trust implicitly. I will watch what he puts out no matter what it is. I just watch that shit. Matt Damon has my trust. I will just watch that shit. You know what I mean? And then there are guys you don't trust. Guys who you're like, "Nah. No, nah, no, nah, someone has to sell that to me." You know? For for years Ben Affleck was actually in that category. Somebody after after I watched Gilly, he he moved into that category of like, no, you have to sell this to me. Anything by J Lo. Speaking of Gilly, anything by J Lo. 
you gotta sell that to me. I'm not just gonna watch JLo crap when she comes out with it. Hell no. I don't care if you are Jenny from the block and you got a fat ass. I don't care about that shit. You gotta sell this to me. Now, this time, this time, it was Kevin Williamson. Now, Kevin Williamson is a guy who I have watched many, many things as he's done. Uh, from the more, the very successful, very successful Dawson's Creek. That was my first introduction to Kevin Williamson, that I remember anyway, um, on the old WB network. I loved Dawson's Creek. Now, if you grew, if you were a teenager in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about when I say Dawson's Creek was kind of the show of the 90s. Like, it was the teen show of the 90s, right? And that was Kevin Williamson who did that. As well as the less-rated Hyperion Bay, a, a show that had a very promising beginning, but then they just miscast a couple roles, and then it just, it just, it just all went to shit. Like, not to put too fine a point on it. Anyway, this show, on the other hand, bears all the hallmarks of a Kevin Williamson show. Like, from the first episode, it has really clearly defined characters. Very clearly defined characters. And Kevin Williamson has this gift for writing. Uh, and when he creates characters and creates storylines, he has this gift for... It's almost like he has a shorthand for emotional connection. He, he, he sort of writes things and makes you connect to the characters that you, you're watching very quickly in a way that other directors struggle with. This is one of the struggles that I had with, with, with Sabrina, for instance, a similar sort of genre show where I, they just, I just couldn't connect to the characters like throughout the whole show. You know, apart from Harvey, I connected to Harvey and... Um, yeah, Harvey I connected to very, very quickly. I thought, I, I got it, he was a, but he was a very simple character. How, who's not going to connect with a, with a good old boy, who, who, with, a, with a slightly geeky dude who draws and stuff and has a, has a beautiful girlfriend who he'll do anything for? I mean, that's a simple character to write, you know? Um, but Kevin Williamson has this shorthand for it that I think is truly marvelous. Like, within, like... 20 minutes you understand all the characters you don't need to you, you don't question anything about it you, you understand the relationships he he is like he has this gift for just these dialogue choices these sort of writing choices about like where he's going to place characters in a scene how he's going to place them in the scene why he placed them there you understand it and you're already involved with these characters and he does this very very well in particular with the story, with one of the main storylines that, that follows through with the three pigs. You'll understand what I'm talking about once you watch the show. I'm going to try not to spoil, by the way, with this show, but I will say, I, they're, they're spoiler, spoilery, spoilerish sort of things that happen, but like, the, the, these are, these are well-known storylines. When I say three little pigs, you're not going to be like, oh my god, I don't know what that's about. You know what the Three Little Pigs storyline was, right? One built his house of straw, one of sticks, and the other from bricks, right? Um, it's a very common, well-known storyline. Um, there's the story of Little Red Riding Hood, which you, which is one of my low-key favorites, which which includes Kim Cattrall, who is, I mean, I don't want to, I'm I'm kind of spinning around here, but I mean, this is, Kim Cattrall is a joy to watch. She is a real deal, legit treasure. Like, Liverpool, 
you need to get that woman, hug her, give her the keys to the city, hold her, have her holding hands with Steven Gerrard and, and, and ride off into the sunset with that. Yeah, by the way, she's British and she is from Liverpool. So, you know, that's, she's not American, even though she did play uh, a well-known American uh, super slut, if you like. Um, she's, Kim Cattrall really, I mean, every single scene she's in, I, she just owns she just owns every single scene she's in, and that that half smile that she has um, is it's 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 there. It's still there. The magic is still there. And all of a sudden, I started thinking to myself, there were a couple of scenes where in the, in the three episodes that I've watched so far that made me just say, "Yeah, no, another Sex in the City movie wouldn't be the worst thing, as long as Kim Cattrall's in it." I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I could watch one. I think it's been enough time. We waited long enough. You know, um, what else happens on this show? Yeah, we have the third. But there's a third storyline that I, I've yet to I've yet to really identify what storyline this is. Um, it involves a drug addict. And if you guys know, just send us a DM about it. But it involves a drug addict and her, his sister... And I, I, I just, I can't, maybe it's the, the boy who cried wolf? Maybe it's that? Could be. The boy who cried wolf, that, that would kind of sort of make sense, but I, I can't quite figure it out just yet. And that's part of the thing about it, because it blends all these shows, these narratives together. There are like four main storylines going on, and they are making them one storyline. So while it is three or four clearly defined fairy tales that you're looking out for some of them haven't been defined yet and you're going to find that in defining one you define the others and that's the way it's sort of building up and with the shorthand it's keep with with kevin williamson's shorthand of making you connect to characters you're willing to go through that process of figuring out what's what um so far i am anyway um, I really dig this show, and if you guys are interested in it, in, in fairy tales mixed with horror thriller genre, I think you will be too. So, you know, give us your, give us your feedback on it. Um, if I had to give this show a rating so far, I'm going to say that it's hovering between a 6.5 and a 7. That's where I think that it's hovering right now. I think that it has potential to be maybe an eight, but it depends a lot on the next three episodes. So we'll check back in with four on this show then. Um, I think 6.5 to 7 is where it's hovering. I, I'm, I'm really digging it right now, and but it, it's, it's hanging in the balance. It's hanging in the balance. Anyway, tell us what you guys think, okay? Toodles, I'll talk to you later. Fisker. 
I should charge admission for that girl to get the dessert Left the doors up, now the Lambo has pigtails Since you getting comfy, I'ma let you sit there I'ma let you stay there When I shed a tear, they didn't have no care So I'ma charge retail I brought some kush cause you say you want set sail If you love sick, in the room you best get well Every dog has his day, what the hell, no tuck tail Sway Lee went to magazine, double XL Floss with your Gucci on, blush dipped in goo Colors burst on the cars and the jewels I'm a wanted man Seats looking like they got a spray tan When I was without, not a helping hand I got some women to throw it back and make me drop the cans I told Ben Frank just to drop a pin I could let my fit go to the highest bid Yes, I might drop in, it all depends Junior high, I was dreaming of a Mach 10 I'm coming clean though, I mean not a speck My girl be serving looks, I can kiss the chef Katana sword popping out my walking cane I'm overseas, my Cali Bay like how was Spain We getting to the money and you niggas having issues I bought a fucking piece and it came with a wetsuit The Buddha left me without breath, I really am a mess I'm mooching off my mother-loving self She be hoping that I take a knee like Kaepernick, yes I be open to that shrimp life shit This is how we live, this is how we exist Hoes love the kicks and we love the hits All in the house and I'm home wrecking If I sleep with his wife, I'm a home wrecking I'm in my own world, throw the money up and make my own weather Mommy playing with my balls like tether on my leather Money talk, it's a lecture 80 pointers dance on me, it's electric Niggas gon' hate, I'm still unaffected Chip on my shoulder, I move undetected She said pop the question, the question got deflected Man, I made my boy, then my motherfucking brethren Let's cut to the chase It's only on the house when we in the place My used to lava boys got it up in some flames Stirring up the cup with my wrist souffle Shaka Zulu chains with my name engraved I told you all swing, don't say my name in vain We bring it to your door like You rang? Spending all the money, then we watch it boomerang With the Fendi belt, angry face like Pony Tang Put some gold on my fingers, neck, and some strings Long time no see, that's what they say when they see me, man Going crazy just to stay sane Hey, your girl went missing, who's to blame? Young whippersnapper with a rage Pause, then I went to rage Call that hottie on my stage Long week, but a great day So it got me blowing tree like sage And on me, you should get a raise On me, yeah, you can hate Hey, so sadly, you've come to the end of the show. Did you enjoy it? Did you not like it? Would you like to ask us some questions? Or better yet, answer some of the questions we've already asked? Well, here are a few ways you can do that. You can tweet us on Twitter, at Blows United. You could DM us on Instagram, at Blows United. Or you can contact us directly on our Facebook page and join our Facebook group. Or if you get the Anchor app, you can even send us a voice note. How about that? Hope you enjoy your day.